When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Low Tallest, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, and then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead, download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. I'm Lior Phillips, host of This Must Be The Gig. We're a weekly podcast that documents everything about the world of live music. Speaking with choreographers, costume and set designers, the people who run beloved venues and festivals, and, of course, speaking with musicians about that one gig that changed their lives. Get your peek behind the curtain at consequenceofsound.net, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Consequence Podcast Network. Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with, presented by WFPK, independent Louisville at WFPK.org, Consequence of Sound and the Consequence Podcast Network. Big hello to all the subscribers. Thanks for checking us out every week, multiple times a week. New interviews every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So thanks for keeping up with that. Uh, if you have a second and you haven't already, you know, give that series a, a rating, a like, a review, whatever it is that's uh, that's in front of you at your listening station. And if you're not a subscriber, take that moment to hit the subscribe button. Keep up with all of your favorite artists, what they're doing, what they've done, what they got going on. It's an easy delivery system, the subscription service. So whatever your listening device is, head to your podcast land, type in Kyle Meredith with and, uh, and please do hit that subscribe button. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today I am talking to Nick Offerman. The comedian, or humorist as he tends to call himself from time to time, is currently on tour with a stage show he calls All Rise. It's a set that speaks to uh, America in, in a strong way without being a political show. And he'll explain how that is, what it means to our current culture, and how to make it funny. Obviously. 
Now, we taped this just a few days before he arrived here uh, on the tour in Louisville, and so we also get to talk about some of his strong Kentucky connections uh, in the farming community with the legendary author Wendell Berry. In fact, uh, Nick Offerman uh, was the producer behind the documentary Look and See, Wendell Berry's Kentucky, so we get to kind of talk about that as well. And we'll hear how collaborating with his wife, actress-musician Megan Mullally, works within this set as well. She has directed the All Rise Tour, so I'll get to hear about that process. And the music. There is lots of music. I mean, this basically is a music podcast, so of course I get to talk to Nick about the folks he co-wrote, the songs he's playing on stage with. One of those artists just happens to be Jeff Tweedy of Wilco, so we get to geek out about Wilco and Nick's history with them that goes all the way back to Uncle Tupelo, as well as They Might Be Giants. If you seek up the video to the uh, the song called The Greatest by They Might Be Giants, you're going to see Nick Offerman in the video, so we'll get to hear about his history with the Johns. And as a woodworker, he says he's made some ukuleles, but has he made his own guitar yet? In fact, it sounds like, as he calls it, the holy grail of what's next. It's a very fun conversation. He is an absolute pleasure to talk to, and I'm so grateful. Discussing the uh, latest tour, All Rise, it's Kyle Meredith with Nick Offerman. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's a pleasure to talk to you, sir. Uh, really, really an honor. Thank you for doing this. We're all in this together, Kyle. That seems like an obvious seg as you're talking about the uh, the All Rise Tour, and I'll make mention of this at the beginning here. You're going to be in town this Friday playing right next door to us here at WFBK at the uh, Louisville Palace, and we're really excited to have you back here. Expecting a really uh, interesting time because I think it couldn't be more perfectly timed since we just had the election last night and, and what it's what you kind of what the results were because do I get the, in a way you're speaking to all of this right that's my intention yeah is to uh to try and take a step back from all of the rancor and the fish shaking and say hey everybody hang on we live in a country where we get to pick what happens so if you're mad it's arguable that we're that we're doing this to ourselves so let's make let's make fun of uh, of what's in all of us that makes us behave so foolishly. <laughs> and I tell you, there's plenty of that going on around here. Um, uh, you know, we did. Uh, it was basically a Republican sweep uh, last night, except for the governorship. You know, there is a Democratic governor now. So when you're saying the words "all rise," you're speaking to everyone. I, I'm doing my best. Yeah, I mean, the uh, there, there's some obvious uh, low-hanging fruit in the decency department. But but by and large, I'm speaking to tribal behaviors, you know, uh, things that are understandable, that are maybe old fashioned behaviors like racism and homophobia and uh, and nationalism that were that were clinging to. That makes sense. You can see where they came from and that, that, that they're fear based behaviors. But we also, you know, our better selves understand that we should put those behind us and and strive to be uh, to be decent to everybody even in Kentucky. Yeah, this is a, probably a very naive statement on my part, but the fact that nationalism is still a thing in, in the 21st century, uh, it kind of blows my mind. Like, how is it that people, as you, you use the word cling, how, how do the people still cling to that concept right there? Well, it's, it's pretty amazing. I mean, I, I'm an artist, and I live in Los Angeles, and I've lived in Chicago and New York, but I grew up in a little farm town in Illinois, so all of my, my people, my family and my community are much more conservative. And it's easy to see when I look at where I came from, people who are far from uh, progressive thought. They have, you know, they've set up a community and they say, look, everything works here. We're, our kids are safe. Uh, we like our schools. 
don't anybody change anything. And so that, that I think, is what leads into let's keep it like it always was, whereas the, the more progressive-minded of us are saying, look, we can keep the good parts, <laughs> but there, but not everybody has a nice little town to live in. And eventually, I believe the point of America is that everybody should get treated equally. Even, even in Kentucky, I have some friends uh, that are farmers in, in rural Kentucky, and they, uh, you know, they feel very strongly that they're being misrepresented and forgotten by the local government. I can assure you that it wasn't their their farm ledgers that elected those Republicans yesterday. Right. Uh, I mean, the thing I think yesterday that proves, especially your points, and, and I'll say this, you know, from me personally, uh, definitely not projecting or trying to put words in your mouth, but the governor that lost, uh, Matt Bevan, who at this very second has yet to concede it, uh, I think that was a nice moment of everybody saying, regardless of what political side you're on, everybody hates an asshole. That, yes, that uh, I, 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 with any luck, that we're, we're in for more of that, hopefully through the 2020 election. That there's red politics and blue politics, but if you're going to be uh, ignorant and, uh, and, and two-faced and, yes, uh, a full-on asshole, then, by gosh— you will be removed. Uh, I should point out, too, you, you mentioned the farmers, and, and I think that is part of the story of you coming to Kentucky probably any time is your connection not just with the farmers but with a, a great voice of, uh, of the farmers, and that's, uh, that's Wendell Berry. The documentary, it's a couple years now, Look and See, Wendell Berry's Kentucky. You're the producer of that, right? Yes, that, that was a couple of years ago. You know, I'm, I'm a great student of, uh, of his writing. I'm a big fan of, of Wendell and his family, his daughter, Mary Berry Smith, is running the berry farming program where, you know, it's an effort to try and uh, re-educate small farmers in how to survive in this ridiculous economy that is all but forgotten. All this, I mean, the, the stats of, of small farming in this country are heartbreaking. We literally have like 2% of the farmers that we had just 50 or 60 years ago. And so it just begs the question, who's growing our tomatoes? It's, it's part of the foolishness. It's part of the blinder thinking uh, where we blindly, you know, purchase things in a grocery store that are put there by, by corporate farming that are ruining the peoples, ruining the soil. So it's, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for the writing of Wendell Berry and for his family's efforts. I love to support them to try and reawaken people to understanding where your food comes from and how that affects the overall health of your county, your state, your country, and ultimately the planet. It's hilarious, hilarious stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, and I, I promise I will get to the the lighter side of all this, but it, it is really interesting. I, I too come from a, a a small farming family in a very rural part of Kentucky, growing up, and Wendell has has been a hero. But uh, especially, I'm, I'm so grateful that you're also kind of a megaphone for what he's doing, uh, even beyond uh, our. our you know, region and state. Well, it's he his his common sense is, is of an ilk that everybody can benefit from. It's it's just about humanity. It's about our tendency to make the lazy choice and say, oh, instead of doing the work, instead of going out and uh, splitting firewood, if I have a fella deliver coal, that's easier. And if I, you know, so and we keep making the the lazy human nature choices, and that's a big part of how we've gotten into this mess we're in. So I'm just grateful for his his common sense, and also his affection for humanity. You know, we're all in this together. I'm driving a vehicle right now, you know, using fossil fuels. I certainly enjoy my air conditioning here in Los Angeles. We're, 
we're all complicit. So let's let's all pull our heads out of our rear ends and say, look, can we stop yelling at at each other about church issues and get down to uh, trying to clear up the climate? Right. Exactly. And again, you know, and thank you for that. So, so I will. I'll, I'll tie that back around to the. Um, so, what you're doing is with the All Rise tour that you're on right now, and point out, you know, I think you work with your wife, Megan Laley, on this. And I was kind of wondering about that process too, because she, as I read, she helps or she directs this uh, this whole stage show. Do you start your collaboration together, or do you bring her the idea? Do you say this is what I'm thinking for the show? What do we go from here? How how does it work? When I write my comedy shows, I uh, I write it myself, and I even begin to workshop it. I, I toured this work through uh, Australia and New Zealand, and she was around. She was touring with her band, uh, Nancy and Beth. Mm-hmm. And so we were together. I was seeing her shows. She was seeing my shows. So I, I write the stuff, and then we put her brain on it and say, look, here's a, here's a whole bunch of clay I've produced. And she says, okay, great, let me get out my tools. Because she has such an incredible showbiz acumen. She can watch my show and say, okay, number one, take that Brett Kavanaugh song and make that number two, because that's a great song, people love it, and you, you want a really punchy song for your second song, etc. You know, she's like, well, dance a little bit when you're delivering that punchline. And so... You know, I would I would just be a, a, an ignorant, stubborn fool, also known as a, a man, if I didn't invite my wife's collaboration. Like I, I have a comedy master class sleeping in the bed next to me, so I, I'm glad that I have the wherewithal to say, "Hey, honey, please push me in the right direction here." And that's not the only collaborator, because as you're talking about this music, it's uh, you've invited a, a lot of friends to, to help you out with that, too, with the songwriting? Yeah, the, mainly there's a guy named Mark Rivers who wrote all the songs for uh, Parks and Recreation. If you've laughed at a song on a TV show, he, there's a good chance he wrote it. He's very prolific. And if you're a Parks and Rec fan, in the band Mouse Rat, uh, he was the drummer. He's my comedy jukebox. Like, I'll, I'll write... Uh, lyrics uh, or just some ideas, send them to Mark, and he sends them back as, as a as a radio hit. And he only he, the, the best jokes in the song are always his. He's just a, a genius. And then I also uh, had the very good fortune to write one of the songs with my friend Jeff Tweedy uh, of Wilco for this show. It's a song about a worker bee called "Thank God It's Friday." And so I mean th- that's just ridiculous and in, in the past megan is also very good at writing melodies so i don't i don't have that particular talent i i love to come up with funny jokes often in an a b rhyme scheme but i i depend on greater talents than my own to make make them into catchy pop jams uh, we are massive fans of jeff tweedy and, and wilco around here and and that man is a machine I mean, the amount of songs that he can pump out nonstop for himself, for his solo, for, for his collaborations is just mind-blowing. It really is. He, he, he's astonishing, and the members of Wilco, I, I have been with them on different tours in different locations around the world. Uh, when we cross paths, I love to go see them. I've been a huge fan of his for 20 years or more uh, since Uncle Tupelo. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing is when you go see them, they usually maintain a list of two to 300 songs. Right. Any given night, Jeff will come up with a set list of, say, 30 songs and say, here you go, guys. 
and they all have them all, like they're all the most masterful musicians and uh and just lovely guys as well and to go into so many sounds from you know the classic americana to yeah sonic youth no wave you know just in the middle of it's it's yeah i'm I'm only echoing you at this point <laughs> yeah they're the if, if you like sourdough bread they're they are the starter dough <laughs> That's amazing. I I was going to bring up though, you know, on the music side, um one of the many things that uh you are accomplished at is woodworking. Uh, you know, and and I read about boats and I read about I think like uh gaming tables. Have you made your own guitar yet? Is is that something in the future? It's absolutely uh that that's my uh my my current holy grail. I've done all the research. I've I've spent some time at Collings Guitars in Austin. I I read three books and I, I decided to start with ukuleles. So I, I've made uh, a couple ukuleles that I've toured with. I have a batch of 12 ukuleles waiting for me to get off the road and finish them. They're sitting at my wood shop. And once, uh, once I have those done, then it's time to launch into my first acoustic guitar. And I can't wait, you know, since I, I tour playing songs on the guitar, I can't wait to be able to write a song about this guitar that I'm playing right now. So that feels like it'll be a special superpower. And without knowing anything about woodworking myself, that, that's got to be very different from just any other thing that's not a guitar, because to me, you have to put in the idea of sound to go along with that. I mean, that sound hole can mean so much as to what happens with, with this piece of wood. Well, it's true. I've, I've, made, uh, I've made a few boats, mainly 18-foot canoes, and just like a musical instrument, with a boat, it ultimately doesn't matter what it looks like so long as it keeps the water out. <laughs> and with a musical instrument, it also it doesn't ultimately matter what it looks like as long as it is thin and well-constructed enough to vibrate the chamber of air within it to make a beautiful sound, you know? You can make an incredible-looking guitar, but if it's too thick or heavily braced... It sounds like you're playing a two by six with some kite string on it, and so. It, but it's it's just a matter of finesse, and it's the kind of thing uh, I, I've done enough woodworking to know that I'll probably screw up at least a handful of times. So I'll, I'll probably go in using not my best wood, not my most expensive stuff, so that when I make a mistake and smash it over my own head, I say, "Okay, that I knew that was coming. <laughs> now let's let's start again. Everybody, just take a breath." Yeah. I'll also throw in here real quick, too, that um, uh, you started in the They Might Be Giants, uh, the greatest video. And, and again, that's another one. We're, we're big fans. What was it like working with the Johns? They're kind of my first obsession. Uh, when I left my small Illinois town and went to theater school and met my first cool friends who had, like, the counterculture materials, this is 1988. They Might Be Giants had their first couple records out. Their their first record was out, and their, their second record called Lincoln came out while I was making friends in theater school. And I said, holy cow, these are the brilliant, weird brains with such a great sense of humor that I have been looking for my whole life. And so I, I could still probably recite their first five albums end to end. I just love their, their poetry. It's so smart and funny. 
So I had met them a couple times over the years. And frankly, I mean, working with them is an absolute dream come true. I mean, they say never meet your heroes. And that's proven true uh, many times for me here in Hollywood. But the two Johns are generous to a fault. Even after all these decades and, and all these records and successes, they still, we try, here's a great example. I was trying to use a song of theirs for a movie that I produced. And their label would not make us a deal. You know, we had a a small independent film budget. We had, I think, $1,500 we could spend on the rights to to the song. And their label said, sorry, no, the minimum would be $30,000. And we said, yeah, (laughs) we don't, I mean, we don't have that. But I happened to know the Johns and I got a hold of them and they bent over backwards. They did everything they could including offered offering to for me to come to their studio in Brooklyn and record our own version of the song <laughs> wow. so that we would have like our own but it turned out because it would be the same tune that would still fall under the label's jurisdiction so we ended up not being able to do it no thanks to uh to the efforts on their part they um i i just i couldn't believe it you know it, it got to the point where I had to say, no, 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 you guys, that's, <laughs> thank you. That we've been defeated here. Like you, do, you please don't come drive over here with your, with your xylophone. That's, that's, that's seriously above and beyond. So yeah, they're, I just adore, I adore those guys. I really admire them. Well, I, I, uh, I absolutely love, you know, so what I do know about your, uh, your, your musical uh, history and, and influences we're on the same path anyway, and, 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 and I can't wait to hear how that ties into this show with these songs. Uh, am I going to be able to hear some of this influence in, in what I'm going to be uh, hearing on the stage this Friday? Well, I, I suppose. I mean, knowing uh, – I'd, I'd say the, the biggest flare you'll see go up in the show is when you hear – Thank God it's Friday. Now that you know, it's pretty clearly chords that you may have heard before, you know, or chord progression that's that's somewhat Wilco-esque. Other than that, I'm a much clumsier musician than any of the people we're talking about. <laughs> I depend fulsomely on the laughter of the audience to cover my B chords and my C minors. And so the, the good thing is, People do seem to oblige. Uh, the, the songs really work. I love them as a joke delivery system. And people go crazy about my pian to Brett Kavanaugh uh, entitled I Like Beer. There definitely seems to be a nationally, a collective, well, a, a need for schadenfreude in regards to the strangely stolen um, Supreme Court seat of, of last year. It used to be that we used to say that uh, distortion was the way to mask all your mistakes. I'd never considered laughter. I'll, I'll get off stage and say, man, I really screwed up that uh, that third verse. And they'll say, I have had no idea you were even playing. We were all just <laughs> laughing and, and pointing at you. <laughs> It's a nice life right there. Certainly, it sounds like it anyway. Uh, Nick, uh, again, I I cannot wait. All Rise, playing at the Louisville Palace uh, Friday, November 8th. Uh, We are so excited to have you back in town. So uh, looking forward to that. And and again, thank you so much for taking the time to talk today. I I so appreciate it. Well, it's it's my pleasure. I love the Palace. I've played there a handful of times by now. And I love Louisville. It's uh, it's one of the sort of big-shouldered American cities that I have watched over my years of touring, sort of reclaim its its culture and its personality. And uh, I love all the flavors there. You know, it's obviously a great town if you like whiskeys, but also if, if you like meats, 
of any sort and and uh an, an incredible array of you know farm to table locavore produce it's a it's a great place for culture and i'm i'm glad to make my contribution to the menu excited to hear that uh and again excited to have you here we'll we'll see you friday nights all right see you then thank you all right take care nick bye you too bye and a huge thanks, Nick Offerman. He's currently on the All Rise Tour with plenty on the way, too. Looks like the uh, second season of Making It on NBC might be what's next for him. So thanks to Nick, and thanks to you for checking out the uh, the episode today. Hopefully you can follow along with the series if you're not already a subscriber. Again, you can, uh, you can grab this podcast wherever you get your podcast from. That does include iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Also, Spotify and YouTube. You can subscribe over there as well. And if you're already a subscriber, uh, take a moment to uh, give the series a rating. Leave a review. Those help so much in these series to keep them going and, and get them out there in the attention and, uh, and all that stuff. After that, head to WFPK.org where you'll find me Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern. It's an hour full of, uh, of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, and bonus interviews. Again, that's WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound has your music and film news. You can also find me at Twitter at Kyle Meredith and Facebook slash Kyle Meredith. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. With the novel coronavirus pandemic escalating in the U.S., Roe, the parent company of Roman, is offering free telehealth services for people seeking guidance and information on COVID-19. Their free online assessment is based on guidelines from the CDC and the World Health Organization and can help determine if you are at risk. If appropriate, Roe will connect you with a medical provider for a free consultation. Visit roco slash coronavirus on your phone or laptop to complete a free online assessment. That's roco slash coronavirus. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20.